today on the Tearsheet Podcast. If you if you think about um, the problems we're trying to solve for a lot of uh, a lot of our customers, <clears throat> it comes down to um, getting access to quality credit. It ends up being a very kind of high priority uh, for them. And so, in terms of of messaging, it's it's you know, we can provide you that access. Um, we we obsess about the way we communicate in a very clear and candid, uncluttered kind of way, um, and uh, and then and then. Um, provide a path to increasing their ability to access more and more credit based on you know their, their performance with us. Tired of the complicated and slow process of reviewing small business financials? Lenders, banks, and fintechs can access and analyze information in only seconds using Forward AI's direct integrations with industry-leading accounting, banking, and commerce software. Visit forwardai.com to see a demo or get API keys today. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. With all the fintech in focus on the unbanked and underbanked, there are still tens of millions of Americans who lack access to mainstream financial services. Those are Mission Lane's customers. A spin-off of LendUp, the firm's credit card is the first product in a portfolio design to address this demographic's financial needs and wants. Shane Holdaway is Mission Lane CEO. After a career on the other side of the aisle, running businesses for large traditional financial institutions, he's charged with leading the company into its next stage of maturity. We talk about his personal transition from finance to fintech and how that informs his work. We talk about why the financial industry has failed so many and what he and his firm plan to launch and grow in the future. Shane Holdaway is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I am Shane Holdaway, CEO for Mission Lane. Uh, Mission Lane is a uh, financial technology company dedicated to the concept of human improvement. And we, uh, we are working to build out a personal financial operating system for the, for the half of America that tends to get uh, ignored or left behind by, by the traditional banks. So maybe we, that's a good jumping off point. Um, why does half of America get low? What, what do you attribute that to? Why, why are banks missing this segment? Yeah, you know, before I came to Mission Lane, you know, I joined Mission Lane uh, two years ago, shortly after it, it spun off as a separate company. And I'd, I'd spent my career prior to that, almost two decades, inside large financial institutions, large banks in the U.S. And observed from inside the challenges that that large banks have in serving uh, this half of half of the adults in the U.S. and you know not not for lack of talent or lack of desire or even even lack of vision, but there's just there's certain aspects of kind of structural aspects that that uh, large financial institutions uh, with which they have to deal that make it challenging. You know, one one being. Um, uh, perceived or, or in some cases, real um, questions they have about reputation risk or about regulatory constraints. You know, there's also just the highly technical nature of of underwriting higher risk consumers, which, unless you've spent you know years doing it and have built up your your uh, your data and your underwriting, can be can be daunting. And then there's there's the kind of the cost of serving. These consumers who traditionally have lower, you know, lower deposits, uh, lower um, usage of, of many of the of the larger banks' products, and so with 
with kind of le- legacy cost infrastructures that are that are quite quite heavy, uh, it can be mm-hmm. it can be expensive for these uh, these institutions to serve uh, serve these customers. So, so, what does Mission Lane do that um, you know some of the big banks couldn't do or wouldn't do? Well, you know, starting with the fact that we've just kind of focused our whole um, mission and attention on this segment. So that's the you know, we we've looked at the at the um, kind of risks and said, well, let's let's understand them and embrace them and find ways to serve these customers. The way that we get through it, um, you know, the, the embedded in our in our company name, the, the notion of mission lane, we talk about the lane, the path, um, trying to f- provide a path forward for people to help them improve their financial lives. And we do that in a couple of ways. One is that we lend money uh, where it is difficult for others to do so. And we do that through our proprietary underwriting, which is a very data and technology intensive uh, undertaking. And then the second thing we look at is how do we create a positive wedge in people's uh, personal finances? Um, and that's that's positive wedge. We use that term and think about how can we improve, help them improve income and and suppress um, expenses in their lives and, and, and thus, uh, you know, help them help them progress um, with, with all aspects of their financial life. And so, so can we drill deeper, I guess, into who the client base is? How, how do you define them internally? Um, is it by FICO score? Is it by need? Um, how, do you, how do you define your, your, your target user? Yeah, we, we, um, we think about them as those who are um, credit challenged. So if you look at the, we can use FICO as a categorization. We don't we don't use it for underwriting purposes, but mm-hmm. just just for categorization, depending on whose uh, data you look at, there's about 110, 120 million uh, adults in the U.S. who have a a credit score that is considered non-prime or don't have a credit score at all. So we start with that population. We serve some people, uh, you know, in the prime space as well, but we start with that part population as our um, as our target because uh, most of the large banks use that use that definition, and, and thus you see a real um, kind of drop off in access to quality financial products when you get below that uh, that cutoff for uh, for prime. Can you talk about um, the underwriting infrastructure, the technology that you guys have developed to be able to service this type of customer? Yeah, so one of the things I observed when I was inside uh, you know, larger financial institutions, again, a lot, lot of very talented people working really hard. Um, but you you tend to carry the consequences of of technology decisions and and other kind of marketing decisions that happened years ago. You, you tend to carry the the consequences of those for a long time. One of the advantages we have at Mission Lane is we're able to 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 take our entire underwriting stack and build it from scratch. And so everything from um, the tests we do up front and the data we ingest from the outside world on through to our modeling infrastructure and the decisioning infrastructure was all uh, built uh, built from scratch. What that allows us to do is um, ingest new data sources and test them quickly to see if they have risk predictive power. Uh, and then also, you know, the real, the real secret sauce ends up being the testing we do on our end. Uh, when you, when you um, combine that with publicly available data, that's when you get the real, uh, the real risk insights. And so the infrastructure allows us to do that very quickly and roll out new, um, 
new models in, in it's, you know, like everyone else, it's all machine learning, but it's our ability to adapt and, and quickly um, uh, roll out new insights is, is really the power behind, uh, behind Mission Lane. Got it. Can we, can we talk about um, the product and service portfolio? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So Mission Let's Lane. About yeah. So we started with um, a credit card, which has obviously as a product been around for a long, long time, um, but has some really unique characteristics that we, we really like <clears throat> both from a consumer standpoint and from a business standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, credit card is this beautifully flexible uh, instrument, um, you know, kind of the original buy now, pay later uh, product right. in, in the sense that, you know, you, you can, you can spend on it, you can borrow on it, you can choose and kind of go back and forth. And so for, for consumers, it's a really core element of their, of their uh, uh, wallet and of their day-to-day uh, -day finances. But for this customer base that we serve, they tend to not have as many um, opportunities and, and not, not a lot of quality opportunities uh, to be able to, uh, to access a credit card. So we liked, we liked the supply demand imbalance we saw there. We liked the, the utility of the product. And then from a business standpoint, uh, a credit card's a, kind of a, a, tricky, uh, a, a tricky beast to build and, and get right um, because of its... Some of, some of the things that make it very valuable for consumers make it difficult to, to build and manage, uh, like the fact that it's an always-on, open-ended, unsecured credit line means that your underwriting has to be is more complex and, and, and more nuanced. The way you fund it, your capital markets has to be more complex, more nuanced. Uh, your customer service, your, your servicing technology, the back end, all those different elements um, have, to be, uh, have to be really sharp for you to be able to build something at scale. Which is why, you know, we don't see a lot of um, kind of emerging scale um, card providers in in fintech. It's a it's a challenging thing. But that's where we started. We said we want to build that piece because it's you know the most difficult, and then build out from there. And so if you if you look at our you know our card uh, business, our card product, we've added now. Um, I think in March we hit our millionth customer, and over the last quarter we've added. Um, well over a quarter million. And so accelerating our growth and scaling of the card business and then building out from there, the, the next product that we've, uh, we've begun to build out is, is our uh, debit product with the concept of credit and debit being really the, the, the twin pillars of, of a consumer's wallet accounting for 80 plus percent of, of transactions in the U.S., uh, we uh, we started that work with a, an acquisition of a, a company called Honeydew that has a nice uh, PFM platform for for couples and uh, and had built out a debit product. So we're building off of that um, and then moving into other um, other products over time that we we can talk about if you're interested. But the the idea is to build build that core um, kind of consumer commerce platform of debit and credit, and then build out the other elements that can help people create that positive wedge in their first personal finances. And how, how are you reaching uh, new customers? What channels are you using? What messaging are you using? Curious to know like how, how, what your go-to-market is. Yeah. So if you, if you think about um, the problems we're trying to solve for a lot of, uh, a lot of our customers, <clears throat> it comes down to um, getting access to quality credit it ends up being a very kind of high priority uh, for them. And so in terms of, of messaging, it's, it's, and we can provide you that access. Um, we we obsess about the way we communicate in a very clear and candid, uncluttered 
kind of way, um, and uh, and then and then um, provide a path to increasing their ability to access more and more credit based on you know their their performance with us. We use um, uh, you know a lot of the channels that that uh, you know you'd expect in terms of um, uh, direct mail. We use quite effectively. We use uh, uh, the online affiliates quite effectively. We use search and, and display as well. Uh, but most of our uh, new customers come through um, direct invitations to them. That's great. I, I noticed that on the on the website as well. Can you believe that in 2021, some lenders are still using spreadsheets and PDFs to review small business financials? With Forward AI, lenders, banks, and fintechs can say goodbye to a manual review process and say hello to streamlined client onboarding. By using direct integrations to accounting, banking, and commerce platforms, coupled with automated financial analysis and fraud detection, you can treat your small business clients better. Visit forwardai.com to see a demo or get API keys today. Going back to that messaging that, you know, and it, it obviously aligns with, with your philosophy in the firm of not only accessing credit, but going on a journey of improvement. You talk about driving that wedge. Um, is that a message that, um, that resonates with this audience? Why, really, I guess, why does that message resonate? What are, what are their concerns? Yeah, it really, it really resonates with this audience. I mean, at, at one level, Zach, like this is, just a fundamental human desire. You know, our, we all desire better. We all desire improvement. And, and so, you know, at that level, it resonates. But then when you get specifically to this segment who, again, traditionally has not been, um, you know, not, not always been treated with a lot of uh, kind of respect and, and, um, and maybe, maybe dignity, or at least have felt that way in many cases, or, or have just felt ignored. Uh, when we reach out and, and provide something that, that is very easy to understand, that provides a path forward, um, it resonates quite a bit. And then when they come and become a customer, we, we obsess about the service that we offer. Um, we wanna provide a service experience that feels like, you know, you're a, you're a prime customer at a, you know, at a, a larger financial institution. Um, and so the digital experiences, you know, the app, the web, and even when they call one of our agents, we want to make sure that it's a, it's a incredibly high quality experience for these, uh, these wonderful people. Um, I want to come back to, to you and your personal journey. Um, you talked about your experience, uh, working for traditional financial institutions. Um, can you talk about, I guess, the transition, uh, moving out into, into the fintech world and, um, I guess maybe some of the learnings that you've had, I guess, looking back, uh, it's been two years, right, at Mission Lane. It's been two years, yeah, yeah. yeah so the uh, my journey, uh, you know, everyone's journey is unique. Uh, I, I, when I started working in financial institutions, I, I would not have predicted I, I would be there as long as I was. Uh, but as as kind of life goes, and 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 there are interesting problems to solve and new challenges and. And and kept moving forward, but but I um, you know had a number of experiences over the last you know few years uh, inside inside a couple of large banks where um, a, a couple things became clear. Uh, one was just the struggle to innovate, and 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 I think this is a a big company challenge generally. This is not just unique to to financial services. Um, again, just the 
a lot of really talented people working really hard and, and had, had many of the right ideas, but it was just really difficult to overcome the, the inertia of, of past technology and product decisions at scale. It's really, really difficult to overcome those things. And I found myself as I was leading um, uh, larger and larger pieces of these, these businesses um, facing the, um, you know, the frustration, the challenge of, of seeing where we should go, but finding it incredibly difficult to, to move, move this massive like ocean liner, uh, you know, to pivot and move in, move in a different direction. Totally. And then the second factor was just the lack of innovation for non-prime consumers. I hadn't experienced it. Um, the last institution, uh, I led their U.S. consumer bank, a fairly large um, you know, institution, top 10 card issuer, and um, you know, really, really meaningful business. And we had a lot of discussions about, um, with, with, you know, internally with the board about trying to serve a broader audience. And it, it uh, became very clear to me that despite uh, lots of, of good intentions and, and a lot of good discussion, um, and my team had put together beautiful, you know, beautiful PowerPoint decks uh, extolling the virtues of serving non-prime consumers, we were just not going to get there as a, as a broader banking institution mm-hmm. because of, um, uh, you know, again, perceived uh, uh, reputation risks and, and um, regulatory constraints and, and so forth. And so as I kind of combine these things, man, it's just really difficult to move these, these large institutions in different directions. And um, they don't seem, it, it, it seems very difficult given other choices made to, to get uh, these institutions to serve uh, non-prime consumers in a big way. Um, all those things kind of combined in my head and, and uh, as life sometimes serendipity falls on us, uh, when we least expect it, I, I got a call kind of out of the blue from an, an investor who had been part of the team that had spun uh, Mission Lane out of a, a company called LendUp. And, um, and they just, just affected the spin out and we're looking for a new CEO. And that's how I got, uh, I got involved. Awesome. I want to come back. Um, you alluded to some, some new products in the pipeline, or I guess the uh, in our question around the roadmap. So you've got the credit, started with credit, moved into debit. Can we talk a little bit more about uh, what what you offer now or what you plan to offer in the new future? Absolutely. So if, if you think about what we're trying to accomplish, we, we want to um, be able to serve as many as many people as possible. And we want to be able to do it in in a way that for them will be you know cost-effective and a good value. There are some customers we won't be able to serve with our with our credit cards because we're, we're only willing to charge a certain amount and, uh, and the risk profile is such that we won't be able to serve them. So one, one vector of our product uh, roadmap is um, creating a, a family of, of um, products. Uh, we call them internally, we call them credit builders, but they're, they're uh, uh, products that allow people to enter the mission lane franchise and based on, on uh, um, you know, specific upfront, you know, we, we articulate, here's what you need to do to get to graduate to the next product that you want. Um, so that way we can, we can say yes to more people and invite more people in and, and invite them to, to come along the journey uh, with us. So that's, 
that's a really exciting uh, vector for us. Another path that we are um, actively exploring is, is one of, of partnership with others. We don't think that the destiny of Mission Lane is to manufacture everything ourselves. There are certain things we're good at, and, uh, and we, will, we will obsessively pursue those. But in other cases, we know that our, our, uh, the Mission Lane members have, have other needs that, that others can meet. And so we're in active discussions with several, several other providers across um, uh, the financial landscape where we will offer their products to our customers and do that. We kind of screen them both in terms of the, their effectiveness in delivery, but also in the, in their mission orientation and, uh, and how they're going to treat mission lane members. Is that like a marketplace concept or is, are you finding point solutions, I guess, to, to solve specific things? Uh, a little bit of both, Zach. So, so okay. it is, it, you know, it is the, it, a marketplace is an aggregation of, of point solutions um, in our mind. And so we start from the, what is the problem the customer's trying to solve? But as we envision this developing over time um, and given the, you know, the number of customers that we're serving, we believe it'll, it'll evolve into more of a marketplace concept. So it sounds pretty clear that the strategy is staying focused on this specific customer and rolling out new products and services. Um, why do that as opposed to, um, I guess, moving upstream or downstream for a different target base? Yeah, we believe that the um, the capabilities necessary to serve this segment are are unique and um, and and well suited for for what we do. Uh, as you can imagine, like in any organization, there's always discussion of should we do this or should we do that. And when we look up market, we see um, lots of great financial institutions serving, you know, a lot of great people uh, up there. But but we don't see as many of the of the gaps and um, and opportunities to create something uh, new and unique that that those customers aren't already uh, you know aren't already using in terms of products. And when we think of um, uh, moving down market, we do look at that more from the credit builder angle. And can we help yeah, people get in? get into the mainstream of the credit uh, world. It's, it's just a, it's a reality of the modern world in which we live um, that, that credit score uh, dictates not just what we borrow, but, you know, employers look at your credit score and, and when you go to rent an apartment, they're looking at your credit score, you know, it, it's, it's, ubiqu it's become ubiquitous. And so we do look at that segment um, further down market and, and are looking at ways to bring them, uh, help them uh, kind of progress more into the mainstream. And in the remaining time we have, we have time for one last question. Um, what's your personal biggest priority for the business um, second half 2021 looking out to next year? Like what big audacious, hairy goals? What do you got? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm the kind of person, Zach, that has more goals than I probably should. Uh, okay, and so, so we take the we, hair off. Yeah, we could take, we could talk about that for a while. But the, you know, the kind of the, the two I'll call out. I'm going to cheat a little bit on your question. There's two I'll call. It. One is is continuing to scale um, our card platform. It is a it is a um, the nature of the product is that everything gets better with scale. Um, you know your operating costs, your funding costs, the data that you can use to better underwrite and provide better products for people. And so adding that next million customers and the next million customers after that is is kind of obsession number one. And obsession number two would be the building out of the broader ecosystem um, so that we can serve uh, serve more people in more ways uh, and and kind of tying all those pieces together in a way that will feel coherent for, for Mission Lane members. 
Shane, great talking to you. Thanks for joining us on Tier Sheet Podcast today. Zach, it was a pleasure. Thank you and all the best to you.